Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this Bible study in the Word of God, this Let's Talk About Jesus Bible study. These are are formatted to to be 30 minutes, maybe a little more, a little less, but around a half an hour of your busy, busy life to invest in the Word of God and to let God invest His Word in you. So we pray you will stay tuned today. And if you're not a Christian and you've been intrigued by just the title of this Bible study, Trusting God in Troubled Times. I'm not just talking about uh, prophetically. We know we're in the perilous time as Christians. We know we're in the last of the last days. Uh, We know we're uh, experiencing now in the church world the great falling away that would precede uh, the Antichrist coming on the scene. Um, Father, we just thank you today as we go into this Bible study that, that in the personal life, of everyone listening. Lord, we are we are fulfilling the scripture that said man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Jesus, you taught it in the New Testament that in this world we would have trouble, tribulation, but to be of good cheer because you've overcome the world in our behalf. And Father, we pray your blessing upon everyone who hears and everyone who heeds what they hear today. And we thank you for every listener that is still part of the listening family of Let's Talk about Jesus right here on our website. Hallelujah. Well, we greet you today anywhere you're hearing this broadcast. And whatever troubles you have had or are having, uh, we want you to know that there is a God who loves you, who cares so deeply about you that He would give His Son so that you could be saved and so that you could be set free. Last week we were reading... From Psalm 107, portions of Psalm 107. And I want to read once again uh, as a preview of this Bible study uh, what Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary says about Psalm 107. And I quote, an instructive celebration of God's praise for his merciful providence to all men in their various emergencies, in all of our troubles, our trials, our traumas, in all of the crisis of our life, there is a God who is merciful, and He has set Himself to reach down to us if we will but reach up to Him. I made some footnotes under that quote, and I said in my personal study of Psalm 107, This is the story of man's folly, and it's a story of God's faithfulness. It is the story of man's rebellion and God's redemptive love. It is a story of man's helplessness and God's deliverance. It's a story of hope for hurting people. And above all, therefore, it is a story of God's unfailing love. Last week, we talked about the fact that in His unfailing love, He delivers the lost, the hurting people that are helpless and wandering in verses 4 through 9. 
In other words, he saves the lost, the seeker of pleasure and purpose, and and not finding either in this life. Neither lasting pleasure nor fulfillment, or uh, in terms of a purpose completely realized, until they find Jesus Christ, and God draws them to the fountain of life. Uh, more than just finding Jesus, He found us. He searched until He found us. And the Bible said, No man comes to Christ unless the Father draw him. And He told us as Christians to, to raise our eyes and look on the fields. They're white unto harvest. To share the good news uh, that others may know that they can be saved sanctified and satisfied. <laughs> Hallelujah. We used to sing a song in my early Christian life. A, a, a young lady, dedicated young Christian lady used to stand up and sing. I'll never forget the lyrics. I searched for him and knew not what I searched for. I longed for him and knew not what I longed for. Then I found Jesus, and I found what I was looking for. He filled that longing down in my soul. In His unfailing love, He delivers the lost. And in His unfailing love, He sets the captive free. He sets the captive free. Listen to these verses in Psalm 107, verse 10 through 16. These are the rebellion, rebellious and disobedient held captive by Satan and sin. These are the people who have, have not listened to wise counsel. These are the people who deserve judgment, chastisement, and instead God offers them mercy and deliverance, if they will but confess their sin, repent of it, and trust in Him. Hallelujah! I want to read a. I want to read a testimony from Melissa. We won't use last names, and these are not current, so it's no Melissa that you know. <laughs> this this has come from across the country and even in other countries. But let me read you Melissa's testimony said, when I was just a little girl, not knowing the road I'd take, I chose the road that I thought had been laid out just for me. But I wound up on the bottom. So far down, I could not see. Ten years of my life, you see, I wasted on that road. Because on the road that I chose came a dark and heavy load. The dark and heavy load, you see, was drugs and alcohol. The alcohol I did put down, but the drugs I could not. After nearly dying, I got down on my knees, and I cried unto the Lord. Would you please forgive me in Jesus' name? I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's through Him that I've been given a brand new start. It is through Him I got my strength to put the drugs away. And it is through Jesus' love for me that I am the woman I am today. Signed, Melissa. And her favorite scripture fits her testimony perfectly. It's Psalm 40 and verse 1. It says, The Lord brought me up out of the horrible pit. The Lord brought me up. 
out of the horrible pit. Oh, friend of mine, I want you to know today, amen, that God can touch your life just like He did Melissa's. For the horrible pit may be many things to many different people. One thing is common to all. You can't climb out by yourself. You must have help. And God stands ready to help you and to set you free. In His unfailing love, He liberates the captive. I'm going to read verse 10 of Psalm 107 through 16. Listen carefully. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. You see, when we give place to the devil, he promises freedom, but he brings us into bondage. And when we open the door through that rebellion and through that stubbornness and this sinful heart attitude, nobody tells me what to do. You know, I used to minister in the jail system here in Tampa, Florida, years and years and years ago. And I remember when I went in, we had about 32 men there. Uh, And uh, I just felt like saying something from my own heart as we studied the Scripture in a Bible study. And I said, you know, the devil has, has lied to so many of you, like he lies to all of us. And he said that nobody tells me what to do. He creates that attitude that we allow him to create within us. Nobody tells me what to do. I go my own way. I do my own thing. And nobody, my parents don't tell me when I was young. The the teachers don't tell me at school. The preacher doesn't tell me at church. The, The policeman doesn't tell me. No one tells me what to do. And I said, that is the lie that he has told so many of you guys that are in here. And you know something I told them? In a little while, my time is going to be up, and I'm going to walk out of here because my parents told me what to, I went through a rebellious stage, but I didn't stay in it. I grew up and turned my back on it. My parents did tell me what to do. My Sunday school teacher, my pastor told me what was right so that God could tell me what to do. I I obeyed the laws of the I'm not telling you I never got a speeding ticket, but it wasn't because I was rebellious. It was because I was stupid. I just absolutely (laughs) didn't pay attention, and it caught up with me. A friend of mine, I want you to know the devil will lie to you in order to get an inroad. You see, when they rebelled against the words of the Lord, and they rejected the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then, when they hit bottom, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And here's the grace, the goodness, the glory, the mercy, and the power of our God. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. If they were not in that trouble, they wouldn't have cried unto the Lord, but they did. And you know something? God wants to save and deliver 
so much that even when he knew they didn't deserve this, they opened the door, they turned their back, they rejected the counsel. Oh, friend, but when they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, he saved them out of their distresses. Remember the two men that were crucified, one on one side and one on the other side of our Lord Jesus? One of them cried out to him and said, If you're the Son of God, come down off the cross, save yourself, and save us. He was concerned about his skin, saving his skin. But the one on the other side said, Let this man alone. He hasn't done anything worthy of this punishment. But he was concerned about his sin. He said, We're getting justice for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And immediately Jesus turned to him and said, Today you will be with me in paradise. When your spirit leaves your body today, it will leave saved and set free. Praise God. This is the mercy of God. This is the grace of God. And this is the authority and the power of the God that we serve. Oh, you say, well, if he wasn't hurting on that cross and facing death, he might not have cried unto the Lord. That's not the point. That's not the issue. The issue is he did. And the second part of that issue that is so glorious is that God listened and God's heart reached out to him. And in his own pain on the cross, Jesus reached out to the dying thief by his side. Hallelujah. The Bible said, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. They were bound in affliction and iron, and he broke those bands asunder. And verse 15 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Listen to verse 16. For he hath broken the gates of brass, and he has cut the bars of iron asunder. Hallelujah. He has literally set the captive free. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. This, I hope you got on your shouting shoes today because if you're a Christian, he did this for you. He did it for you. And if you're not a Christian, he can and he will do it for you. You see the second category that describes, uh, beginning in verse 10, are those who are dwelling in darkness, in the shadow of death, prisoners in misery and chains, because they had rebelled against the word of the Lord. These people clearly are suffering the consequences of their own sin and their own rebellion. They've heard God's word. They've heard it spoken. They've seen it work, perhaps in the lives of someone else, but they have rejected it. And they instead have chosen to seek other ways of finding fulfillment in this fallen world. And where did they find themselves? They find themselves prisoners in chains of darkness. And who today is in chains? A prisoner of some type. I would declare there's a lot 
of different chains that can bind us. We can be slaves to different types of sin. We can be a slave to alcohol or drugs or opiates, prescription medications or to sexual perversions, uh, to, to any number of things that become habitual habit in the Latin would would be the word have you that's where we get the word habit it's something that holds us and doesn't want to turn us loose and and somehow it gets a hold of our will when we open the door to the enemy and we really don't want to stop it it's not just the drive to have it, to satisfy that need for it, but it is also our own desire to seek fulfillment. You see, Billy Graham said it well, dear friend, when he said there's a God-shaped hole or chasm within all of us, and nothing in this world literally can fill that gaping emptiness inside. Oh, but God can and he will you know jesus said behold i stand at the door and knock speaking of the heart door and he said if any man open the door i will come in and sup with him and him with me he offers living water uh, something that will satisfy spiritually the deepest longings of our soul and and the the thing about this scripture is this category of people in verse 10 to 16 who are bound they've tried to get out but they can't they can do nothing to free themselves they have to have someone to set them free when jesus began his public ministry at 30 years of age he waited till 30 because you had to be 30 to read from the book God's holy word in the temple. He opened the book where it is written in the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to set the captive free. Hallelujah. There's the breaking of these bars of iron. Amen. To set at liberty those that are bruised. Amen. Set deliverance to the captives. Uh, set at liberty those that are bruised. You see, sin always brings bondage and hurt, but Jesus always brings freedom, true freedom. That's why the Scripture goes on to declare in the New Testament, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. He or she is truly really free. Praise God. Amen. The scripture said in John's gospel, chapter 8, verse 30 and 31, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. No wonder the enemy fights the teaching, the preaching, the reading, the proclamation of the Word of God. Because if we will give heed to it, if we will take it and apply it to our life, it will set us free. Hallelujah! To serve the living and the true God. I want to read Gino's testimony. Uh, he said, my English is not good. 
But let me tell you how Jesus saved me from a cruel and dirty world. My uncle raped me for ten years. I feared pregnancy, not knowing that men do not become pregnant. My parents wanted me dead. I slept outside. My meals were thrown at me. I became an alcoholic, a drug addict, and a gay hooker. I left Curacao and moved to Holland. Three years ago, I couldn't take it anymore. I fell down to my knees and cried out to God, Help me, Lord Jesus, help me. I cannot live like this anymore. I do not want to be the man that I have become. Help me with all of my addictions and all of my hurt and bitterness. And he did. And it's in big block letters. And he did. He said it wasn't easy. There was a struggle. But he helped me to overcome. He gave me a beautiful wife and a son. I can love a woman. He made me a man. Big block letters again to emphasize that. God took all the evil from me in one day. And he said, The man is blessed who fears the Lord. Psalm 128 and verse 4. Friend of mine, if God can deliver Melissa and God can deliver Gino, God can deliver you. He's anointed, you see, to set the captive free, to set at liberty those who are bruised. Because God's love is stronger than man's rebellion or sin's bondage. You know, the Scripture teaches where sin doth abound, God's grace does much more abound. In that incredible truth, isn't that wonderful good news that no one is so steeped in sin that God's grace doesn't abound beyond the power of that sin, the place of that sin? Amen. Today, we serve a risen Savior, and He says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in spirit, and you shall find rest for your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, if God ever did it for anyone, He will do it for you. For He is no respecter of persons. He can break those bars of iron. He can change you from the inside out. That's why John's Gospel, chapter 1, is so important. Because there's a verse in that first chapter that says, As many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. And when you're brought into God's royal family and God becomes your Father because Christ is your Sovereign and Christ is your Savior and He becomes the mediator between God and man, reconciling us to God. When that occurs, all of heaven's resources become yours and mine to be saved and to be set free. Oh, before we leave today, I want to read one more testimony to you from Brian from Scotland. Brian says, I was born in Scotland. 
My mother was a prostitute and my father was a drunk. I ran with the gangs. When I was 15, I tried heroin and fell in love with it. It was my lover, my wife, my everything. For the next 15 years, I worked in London in the film industry with a doctor who provided me with all the heroin I needed, for he was an addict as well. On March 23, 1984, many years ago, but listen, I walked into a church in Sussex, United Kingdom, and it was there that God touched me with a love so mighty I could not mistake it. After a, after a struggle, but with God's help, I came off of heroin. Today, I'm happily married and live in an old farmhouse in Wales. Without God, I would be a dead man. But with God, I have found that all things are possible. <laughs> Mark 10 and verse 27, and signed Brian from Scotland. Oh, friend of mine, we used to sing that great Christian hymn, It is no secret what God can do. What He's done for others, He'll do for you. With arms wide open, He'll pardon you. There is no secret what God can and will do. Praise the Lord. Remember the story of Lazarus before we close this Bible study today. I'm speaking to somebody that needs to hear this in particular right here, right now. Don't don't stop now. We're just a few moments away from closing out this part of this Bible study. When Lazarus came out of the tomb, when Jesus called him forth, he was wrapped in grave clothes. He looked like the mummy, only he, he was wrapped like a cocoon, and he must have come hopping in those grave clothes out of that tomb. He was saved. Life had been given to him, and death had been conquered, and he came from death to life. Even when we come to Christ spiritually, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. He had life, but he did not have liberty. He had on the grave clothes of a dead person. And Jesus said to those standing by, Loose him and let him go free. Oh, friend of mine, God does more than just forgive our sins. He doesn't leave us in Satan's prison house of darkness, of bondage. He breaks those bars. He breaks those gates. And He sets us free. Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible said, Who the Son sets free. He's really free because not only is He saved, but He, the grave clothes, have been unwound. Sometimes there are many layers, but He keeps winding and winding and winding and winding, unwinding the grave clothes of our past. Hallelujah. And we are a living, breathing witness to the power of God to save and to deliver and to set free. Somebody today has went to church. You've given your life to Christ. But you still have on the grave clothes. And God wants to set 
you free, to set at liberty those that are bruised, those that are broken inside. God can heal that brokenness. He can deliver from that bondage. And I challenge you right now as we close this broadcast today, this Bible study being broadcast, I pray that you will cry out unto Him. He hears that cry for deliverance, and He will set you free. For nothing is impossible with God. (laughs) And you'll be with God's help to do it. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior... And the devil's telling you, you could never be free. I want you to know, he is a liar. He's the father of it. Ah, but Jesus is truth. And his truth. And he who is the personification of truth. He will set you free. Save your soul. Forgive your sins. Ah, and give you a peace and a joy that nothing and no one in this world could ever grant you and seal you for heaven after this life is over. Oh, friend, run to Him today and cry out to Him and then begin to praise Him for His goodness and His works, His wonderful works to the children of men. And come back next week, will you? And let's talk about Jesus.